Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with Easy Peasy Loan Approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Oh! Hey, that's Matt Heafy, Big J, of Trivium fame. Weird. Are you kidding me? They're coming back to town on October 2nd, as was announced officially yesterday. Uh, hopefully you are ready to go. Those tickets are going to go on sale on Friday. There's a bunch of pre-sale stuff happening, too, so get ready to get ready. As that show actually kicks off in our backyard, along with Whitechapel and Between the Buried and Me. So it's going to be good times, and it's always nice to see Matt back. Always good on social media. He was very nice. Gave us a shout-out on the old Twitter yesterday. Oh, nice. He's a good dude, man. Yes, uh, he's we, so nice. We are fans and friends, and that's rare in this business, and so you take it when you can get it. Although, not so rare to us, Big J. Aren't we pretty easy to get along with? We're pretty cool. Don't we have a lot of friends in our business? Yeah, we do. Who would you say is your best band friend? Uh, <clears throat> probably Matt Heafy. I see, I would disagree with that. I would say your best band friend is Rick DeJesus from Adelaide as well. I mean, you don't have Matt Heavey's cell phone on your Yes, I do. You do? You text Matt? Yes. What do you talk about? Not much, because I don't want to, you know, push the boundaries. I would say you interact more with Rick the Jesus. How about that? Yeah, yeah, it has been a while. You're right. Uh, So, that's just from the outside looking in. What a jerk. What? Bragging behind these rock stars numbers. I didn't... Matt literally said, anything you want, just text me. And I'm like, okay, don't test me on that. Because what's going to happen? I'm going to fly to Florida. I'm going to show up and be like, "Hey, dude, I'm here. Let's let's party." <laughs> He's so funny. Let's party. Don't be so stupid. Maybe he'd invite you to the Trivium compound, man. Yeah, I want to see the hangar. Let me in. Let me in. You do? Do you know the secret Trivium knock? <laughs> no. That's all it takes. Gets you right it's in every good. time. Yeah, that's what Paolo told me. Welcome to the show, guys. Today, we get a movie review from Radio's Big J. He watched a movie last night called Most Dangerous Game. And it was, in fact, a movie, yes? Yeah, okay, yeah. Good, just making sure. Because there were some uh, some alternating facts on the website IMDB, which I found as well. But when I logged on to Amazon Prime and saw the running time, I'm like, well, that's a movie. I'll save it for the uh, review, but Wonderful. I mean, that would have been weird. What? If it had been a show. Because it's pretty much all wrapped up. (laughs) Maybe a limited series. I I think it was supposed to, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But we have that review coming up a little later on today. We got a brand new Slipknot that dropped last night that we will play for you over the course of the show today as well. And a bunch of other fun and excitement as we get going here on this Wednesday. But we play music too. Let's start things off with some Weezer. It's Buddy Holly on the (laughs) X-Rocks. Nick and Big J. I know you don't care about baseball in any way, shape, or form, but still, this is pretty newsworthy and pretty cool that this happened yesterday. A couple of Idaho kids got drafted during day three of the Major League Baseball draft yesterday, just two days after uh, the Rockies selected Gabriel Hughes with the number 10 overall pick. 
The Rockies, of course, are Gabriel from Rocky Mountain High School, which is pretty awesome. In the 13th round, the Oakland Athletics selected uh, Jake Fennings with the 394th pick. He is a Post Falls High School graduate. He pitched for an 11 games in Oregon State last year. Coeur was also, the native of Coeur was also taken in the 2018 draft by the Padres in the 35th round. Of course, he elected not to sign with them and went on to college. And he did pretty well there, but was drafted later for whatever reason. But that's pretty cool. Still in the 20th and final round of the draft, the Boston Red Sox selected Connor Butler from Bishop Kelly. The left-handed pitcher is a native of Eagle. He, of course, attended Hawaii last season, but he played with Bishop Kelly in his high school years. Also had a little bit of time at a small college in California, but was pretty good in his performance, so he got picked up by the Red Sox. So a couple of Idaho kids go in round three, and then one went in number 10 overall. Pretty wow. nice, man. That is awesome. So congratulations. We'll keep an eye on those kids as their career progresses, but certainly something to be proud of. And then you had the All-Star Game yesterday, and it was a snooze fest, Big J. Final score... Three to two, but pitching dominated the day. In fact, the National League went without a hit for six of the nine innings yeah, in the All-Star that's Game. That's baseball, baby. Uh, in LA, and so it was three to two. The American League continued their dominance. It was also the ninth straight win for that particular league over the National League. They've also won like 21 of 25 or something like that. Uh, pretty incredible. Giancarlo Stanton ended up winning the uh, the MVP award. He hit a home run. Uh, leading off the fourth inning with a home run, and then the Twins' Byron Buxton followed it up with back-to-back jacks. Congratulations to them. And, of course, they had a good time last night, but it was not exactly a whole lot of fun to watch. But when is baseball, Big J, you would argue? Hey, uh, Sony can't seem to get out of their own way, Big J. They just made a bunch of announcements about this Madam Web movie that we have been talking about for a little while. The, the Spider-Man spinoff that's got, oh, goodness, sorry. The uh, Spider-Man spinoff that's got the uh, Dakota Johnson in it, which yeah. is pretty impressive. Uh, but they're going to wait a while before it comes out, so you're going to have to wait. 2040. Yeah. Uh, they've already put the, they're not doing the Sinister Six movie. They're doing like the Insidious Five or something stupid. The Insidious it? Five? I don't. Is that I, a thing? I, not that I am aware of, but it's I've not. I've heard of the Sinister Six. It's not the first time that uh, that they will screw this up. Uh, Dakota Johnson's still involved. They just announced that, you know, uh, a couple other cast members, but they're moving it uh, from July of 2023 to October 6th of 2023 so it will be a while before you see any kind of madam web sony spider-man action in case you're curious so you'll have to wait sorry here's traffic although you're not into that whole thing right do you think you will be for this one i mean dakota johnson is worth seeing sure something anything but you like tom hardy too and it hasn't stopped you from seeing venom oh yeah because i saw the trailer sure and i'm like yeah this looks terrible and i was not wrong uh, yes, I well, there are people out there that enjoy them. I am not one of them. I uh, listen. I'm going to trust you before I trust anybody else. But I will say that uh, as much. I mean, I just can't get behind the Sony stuff. I mean, Morbius was awful. I mean, that that's way worse than Venom. <laughs> well, I didn't get to tell you this. So when we were in Montana, yeah. uh, my brother-in-law, we were at uh, some store, and he goes, and we were at Target, and Morbius was on sale, and he went to pick it up, a DVD. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you do? Don't do that. And he goes, why? I'm like, this movie's terrible. He goes, have you seen it? I'm like, no. <laughs> Just trust me. <laughs> it's not Still good. Still bought it. It's not good. Uh, you should ask him if he enjoyed it. Because there are people out there, again, that do. I'm just not... I haven't enjoyed the Sony side I don't want to know the answer. 
because very he's large family. You're trying to keep your respect for the man. I yeah. get it. That's the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Can't Stop here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Sometimes, Big J, there is a little bit of something to things that have been running jokes for a very long time. For instance, <laughs> there is an old stereotype that I'm sure you're familiar with, and that is uh, British people have bad teeth, Big J. Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, pretty much half of the first Austin Powers movie is based solely on that premise. Yeah. And uh, it turns out it's a little bit more accurate than a lot of people think, but also it's like their own fault because uh, they talked to a bunch of British citizens, put together a brand new poll, and they talked about how often they care for their teeth. And they found out that about four in ten people in Britain brush their teeth less than once a week. And why? I don't know. What the hell is wrong with that? I don't understand how that happens. Now, everybody walking around with bad breath? has to be. Uh, about 39% of adults 25 to 54 years old say they go a whole week without cleaning their teeth. Ugh. Over 30% of those admit they just forget to brush. They're too busy. Researchers note that the findings confirm the theory that a lot of people overlook their dental health when they're focusing on other health issues, and that may be a case, but that seems like it's a, it's a rampant problem. <laughs> That's a national uh, emergency. Yes. Now, 83% of the people that have answered this poll said that when they do brush their teeth, it's just once a day. Now, I don't and know they, how their you gums do. bleed and <laughs> it's gross. That's why they only do it once a week. I, it probably does hurt like a mamma jamma to brush your teeth if you're only doing it that much. Now, I, I'm a guy that goes twice a day no matter what. No, it doesn't matter where I am, what I'm doing. I have to do that. But that's just me when I wake up and before yeah. I go to bed. But... Uh, I don't understand how this happens or why this happens. I mean, yes, I can understand maybe going a day because you're so busy and things are just crazy that you don't have time to do it. You were woken up out of a dead sleep and had to run into work or something. These are all extenuating circumstances. But to go a week without brushing your teeth? I mean, that to me would be like it's part of the process when you shower or you bathe or you take care of yourself. I would think that you, you know, you take you, you, you take a shower and you go and you brush your teeth when you're done. Or some people brush their teeth in the shower. I don't get that either, but uh, it certainly is a possibility. So how you can do that unless you're not taking care of other hygiene aspects of things. Bless you, Big J. Thank you. Uh, could be a real issue, guys. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's just crazy. It's one of those things here, a uh, difference in cultural, I guess, because I, I just can't imagine that. Yeah, I mean, it's something I believe that you're probably taught when you're growing up. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I know I was. Just how many times you brush your teeth is great. I think when I was a kid, I could be wrong, but wasn't it like three times a day that they taught you you're supposed to brush your teeth? No, I do okay. not remember that. I Maybe, maybe. I mean, I again, I, I just, I've always done it the twice. I don't know if that's the right way or the wrong way, but that is just something. So I wonder if they feel shameful about this. Oh, it's I don't probably. think they do. Not when everybody's doing it the same way. Yeah, so... I uh, imagine you are. I guess that they don't mind their, their teeth are all gross and, and fall out yeah. by the age of 40. Don't mug down with a British person, I guess. Odds are they haven't brushed their teeth or in a, a week. Or a tooth would come loose in your mouth. How about that? <laughs> that's some. That's called British a British kiss. Is when you go and you do open mouth kiss and one of their teeth just lands in your mouth. And then you gotta spit it out. Do you spit it out, or are you supposed to swallow? I, I spit. What's, I don't swallow. What's the correct form of respect? Morning after with Nick and Big J. We have got a movie review from Big J. That's happening next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Whether you have summer adventures that are miles away or just down.
That's the Beastie Boys fight for your right to party here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, you guys selected a movie for Big J to watch on Amazon Prime. It was called Most Dangerous Game. Big J, is it any good for crying out loud? Yeah, it stars uh, Liam Hemsworth, and uh, you get a little Christoph Waltz action in there. So, uh, you know, you've got some pretty decent talent when it comes to the acting part. And, uh, you know, off air, I had, you know, when we had uh, explained this uh, scenario, uh, the premise for the show uh, and everything, I was like, oh, it sounds like The Game, starring Michael Douglas. Uh, It was was a a movie that came out uh, in the 2000s, and it's really what it is to me. This movie is a mashup of that the game and surviving the game starring Ice-T. The game somehow was involved in everything. Yeah, uh, basically what it is, it is a game and uh, Liam Hemsworth, uh, as you find out, he has a terminal brain cancer situation and so he is trying to figure out, uh, he's got a wife who's pregnant and so they're waiting, you know, their baby to show up and, you know, he's in in a lot of debt and he's like, hey, how am I going to, you know, help my family and he gets presented with this opportunity to uh, earn a whole bunch of money uh, by being hunted. Hunt me! And uh, basically, uh, Christoph Waltz is the guy saying, hey, he's kind of the organizer of all this and says, listen, uh, you can make uh, $24 million if you live. That's a pretty good, decent paycheck, right? Yeah. Uh, and they get, get he gets money every hour that he's uh, alive, and you've got people out there hunting him. Now, unlike surviving the game where it's out in the woods and everything, this is happening in the middle of Detroit. Okay. And so there are rules. You know, he can't contact his family, the police, all that kind of thing. He can't, there's no guns involved in this. Uh, it has to be a close kind of kill type thing and, you know, make it really creepy that way. Yeah. And so uh, that's the whole thing. He's uh, now uh, a very fit person. He's a, a runner, was a, a great uh, runner in college, you know, cross country so he can run. And uh, that's his thing. And he tries to, uh, to live through this whole thing. And, of course, there's a couple twists and turns that are pretty dang predictable especially if you've seen those movies I've talked about. Okay. So uh, I think in general, uh, kind of updating this whole theme, um, you know, it's not a bad movie at all. Uh, it, it, did you, did you have you ever seen the movie Run, Lola, Run? It's a foreign film, German. No, of course uh, not. Came out in the late 90s. It's really, really good. But this reminds me only because you said the running is a big part of it. And uh, that's, that's basically the premise of the movie is she has to run as far as she possibly can to get out of trouble. And so it seems like this. Christoph Waltz is the big bad. Is there anybody else worth recognizing in the movie? Yeah, uh, gosh, you know, there is. And now I forget his name. And um, he's been in a couple things. And I recognized him right away because he usually play, plays a creeper. But... Um, Gosh, dang it. I should have been more prepared. That's okay. Uh, in, I think his name is... Hold on, hold on. Don't go anywhere, everybody. Right. I'm right here. His name is uh, Chris Webster. <laughs> Nobody I've ever heard You've of. never heard of Chris Webster? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I was hoping that oh, maybe I'd recognize was, the name. I know what I recognize him for now. He was, uh, he was in Reacher. Uh, so the TV was, show? Yes. Okay. He was uh, the uh, the main uh, bad kid, the KJ guy. Gotcha. The, the young guy, the main bad dude in Reacher. So uh, that's he's in that, and he does an excellent job of being a creepy guy. So Overall, would you recommend the movie Most Dangerous Game? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could see I could see what was happening with the twists and turns, but that doesn't mean everybody else will. And, you know, look, Christoph Waltz is a gift, and whenever you can see him in something, uh, I think is uh, something you should try out. 
And when we talked about the movie originally yesterday, there was some confusion about it being a TV show. Did you say that you could understand how this maybe was like a limited series or something? No, like that? I, no. I, in fact, it would be a terrible. I, I just it would seem like it would suck as a series. Huh? Like uh, this is much better. I think that's probably what they realized. They, this makes more sense as a movie. So, so it's edited together well. It doesn't seem like it was like made it for TV or something goofy like that. And they yeah, and if together. they did, they probably you know took some of that other stuff out and just made it a streamlined movie. Sounds to me like this is Big J approved. Agreed? Approved, man. There you go. See, he was a little bit worried about it going into it yesterday, but it was another one that you guys knocked out of the park. So if you want to watch the movie, it is called Most Dangerous Game. It is available to stream on Amazon Prime, and it is officially Big J approved. <laughs> with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, when is losing 1 million subscribers to your service considered a good thing? Never. Well, actually, yesterday it was considered a good thing for Netflix only because everybody had assumed, even Netflix, that they were going to lose 2 million subscribers in the second quarter to their streaming service. But when the numbers were released... It was revealed that it had lost about 1 million subscribers between April and June. Now, that's still the largest quarterly decline by subscribers in the company's 25-year history, but it still was a lot less than they thought they were going to have to do it. And as a matter of fact, when they forecasted in April, they're like, we're going to be down 2 million. That's just the way that we see this going. But they only lost a million. So it's still a pretty big deal, but it's not as bad as they thought it was going to be. Now, that doesn't mean that people still aren't abandoning Netflix in record numbers because they are for lots of reasons. Uh, tougher competition. There are, quite frankly, if we're being honest, better streaming services out there. And also, you know, the fact that Netflix keeps raising their prices is another big reason why people are moving on to things. Now, factor in the crackdown of passwords that they just started in Latin America that's not going well for Netflix that they plan on bringing out worldwide and I feel like this number is going to be bigger and bigger but at least it's a small victory but I believe that Netflix has got some issues and they're they really need to figure it out and I don't know how you walk it back without having to cancel a bunch of productions that you have and, and what I believe is they've overextended themselves in the amount of projects that they have they don't know how to promote them properly there's too many things happening at one particular time and they can't focus on anything and so because we live in an ADHD world whenever something new comes out that's not in their top 10 for longer than a week we forget about it you know what I'm saying yeah and they certainly uh, because of that and because of the number of projects that they have hitting on uh, original stuff hitting on netflix at the same time they can't bring i mean they can for a little bit but it, it loses momentum where it would it would be something like oh man you can't wait for this you have to get netflix to watch this right and certainly you get that with stranger things and, and stuff but there are a bunch of other great programs that they just can't properly uh you know promote in order to keep that flow going because it's all mishmash well and not only that but also like you know even with stranger things i mean yes it has a moment it's got a moment right now but i'm telling you right now we're getting to the end of it we will have yeah. moved on to something else very very soon still and i mean i would even argue that stranger things isn't nearly as big of a deal as it was a week ago because we all have to watch these things the instant that they come out otherwise somebody's going to spoil it for us and so that immediacy and that that we have to do this urgency right now thing 
is a pretty big deal and great for original numbers, but really bad when you want to remain in lexicon and try to seem important and, you know, string it out, especially when you're spending as much money as you are on these things. And so I'm thinking that the binge model probably isn't great for Netflix, but they don't do a whole lot of episodes weekly kind of stuff like Amazon Prime does. But I don't know if that works out for Prime either, because some of the stuff is good. Like, obviously, The Boys, it's working very well for that TV series. But there's a lot of stuff out there that it didn't work for and doesn't work for. And, and Amazon seems to be concentrating at least a little bit more, in my opinion, on the movie side of things. But they're not spending nearly as much on their productions as Netflix is on theirs. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's interesting to see. Well, I mean, we also don't hear about it as much. You hear about how much money Netflix throws around. That's true. That's true. But I don't believe that that's been a winning move for them. Right. I don't think that's the smart way well, to example, go. For example, you've it. got the Gray Man coming out uh, here uh, on Friday. Right. And, um, you know, that's obviously, I mean, that's like an 80 million at least dollar production and in two weeks we'll have moved on to whatever the next thing is right and there's no i mean like the box office i mean you that's money you take home right and the just the model like you're saying just doesn't really make sense to be something that is going to last no. forever but they created the model and other yeah. people are echoing that model and so you know there, there there's there's money in this I just feel like Netflix is, unlike Disney Plus at this point, and unlike Amazon Prime, I feel like Netflix has overextended itself and is banking on star power to bring people in. And it does for a little while, but because we are so, I don't know, I guess interested in the next big thing, there's no staying power in it, which makes that $90 million investment a dumb one. Because you, there's no possible way you're getting your money back in a subscriber-based platform when you're throwing down $100 million on a project 17, 18 times a year. It just doesn't doesn't make fiscal sense. But we'll see what ends up happening, because now they're losing subscribers as well. All-Star game last night. Final score, 3-2 in favor of the American League. That's a ninth straight year. They have won the Midsummer Classic. Uh, congratulations to Giancarlo Stanton of the New York Yankees. He was named the MVP. He uh, kind of kicked off scoring in the fourth inning with a home run, and then the Twins' Byron Buxton followed up that at bat with a home run of his own. That gave the uh, the American League a commanding 2-0 lead, and then they put up another run in that inning, and that was all the scoring they needed. They win 3-2. That's your final, final score. Big J, it shouldn't surprise anybody, although maybe it did a little bit. We were just ragging on Netflix, but Rob Zombie uh, announced on Instagram that the movie based on the TV series The Munsters will premiere on Netflix. That's the streaming service that has got the rights to the movie. We all kind of assumed it was going to be Peacock, but the Netflix guys decided they wanted to double up with Tim Burton's Adam's Family Wednesday TV series, and that's how they're going to release them. Both of them are going to come out in August, and so that is when you'll be able to see the Monsters movie. Big J, any interest? Uh, yeah, but wouldn't it make more sense to do it in October? Yeah, well, again, We're it, it is Netflix, and so uh, nothing that they do makes any kind of sense, and so why not roll it all out in August? I mean, take advantage of the holiday seasons when you got it. Maybe they're thinking they'll get the original bump in August, and then people will come back and visit it around Halloween time. When they put it back on the front page. I don't know. That's weird. But I'll watch it. Because uh, I, I want to see a different type of side of Rob Zombie. And he promises that. It's the family comedy side of Rob Zombie with the Munsters. That's the way he said. I don't think Tim Burton is taking the same angle with the uh, Wednesday Addams Family series. I think it's a little bit yeah, more... She's going to be serial killer. Dark. Yeah. Morning After with <laughs> Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. <laughs> Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. We are.
are headed to China for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Ooh. And this is a story that actually is kind of amazing. And I'm not sure we would get the same results if this were to happen here in the United States. It starts with a home invasion, Big J. Basically, somebody broke into a house there in China while the owners were away. And it looked like the suspect kind of made himself at home for a little while. You know, it was like the beds were unmade. It was like a Goldilocks situation. They came home and they're like, what the hell, man? Porridge is gone. (laughs) Beds are slept in. What's happening? And also helped himself to something to eat, but didn't really take anything or do any lasting damage. But still, you want to feel safe in your own home and you want to make sure whoever broke into your house for whatever reason is captured, correct? Yeah. And so they went through the house, they scoured for clues, and they basically were like, all right, we'll see if we can find somebody. But they went through a very interesting clue that actually caught them the robber. As somebody, as the police were inspecting every room of the house, they noticed that there was a dead mosquito kind of squashed against the wall in one of the kids' rooms with a bloodstain next to it. And they're like, well, I mean, it's a long shot, but maybe this mosquito bit the burglar. And we can use a sample of the blood to see if we can find a DNA match and match it up with somebody that might have been in the system. Some damn police work right there. So they take a DNA sample, they analyze it, and sure enough, they were able to link it to a man who was part of the criminal database, had a criminal history of breaking and entering, as well as staying overnight in people's houses. I mean, it was his M.O., So they were able to track him down. The dude was arrested for the home break-in. He also uh, then admitted to three other burglary cases that were linked to the same kind of DNA sample from the mosquito. And boom, next thing you know, you stopped the whole crime wave. All because of a mosquito, bro. This is some Jurassic Park BS. Yeah. And uh, that to me was amazing. The amount of police work that went into it. I mean, number one, you may not even notice that there's a mosquito crushed against the wall, right? Right. Number two, to think and assume that that mosquito then must have attacked whoever was in the house at that particular time is quite the assumption to make. And I guess worst case scenario, it matches out to one of the family members, right? And you just ended up doing it. But that to me is going the extra mile and the fact that it worked out and brought an end to kind of like a string of robberies is pretty impressive man yeah so now are mosquitoes like nature's rats is that what we're dealing with here yeah rats like snitches get stitches mosquitoes you better be careful man i think it just means uh you you just have to be that much more careful when you're being a criminal also like, true. Like the little tiny details are going to get you caught. Right. Like every house has multiple cameras now. That's something that you're dealing with. So home invasions probably aren't a smart move to go these days. Or you need to be very tech savvy in order to disable them. Oh, don't put that thought in my head. Right. I'm I mean, all just happy about it. Now I'm worried about people hacking into my security system. My house. Well, they don't even have to hack. I mean, you know, there's all the kinds of... Don't other... make it worse. Okay. But also, hey, the mosquito got a pretty good revenge. You know, it did die in the process, but guess what? Got that dude caught. So yeah. game set match mosquito. One to nothing. Well, probably one to the one. Mosquito was thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a fist was going through its entire body. I'm sure you're right. But one job done well by this particular police department. Good job. But you're right, Big J. This does serve as a bit of a warning to all the ne'er-do-wells out there. Uh, It's harder and harder to get away with anything these days. So uh, maybe you just live your life on the straight and narrow. What do you say, Big J? Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. Or train real hard to be a good criminal.
I mean, you've been living your life on the straight and narrow for the better part of 50 years. It's pretty good treating you, right? I'd say so, yeah. yeah. Not in jail. Not dead. The two things you require every day to be in a good mood. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's your We're Going to Hell story. Hey, we got a brand new Slipknot song for you that dropped last night. We will get your blood moving on Wednesday morning. We'll play it for you next on the X-Rocks. That is the brand new Slipknot song. It is called The Dying Time. And the dying song, I should say. Time to Sing is the actual song in parentheses. And it dropped on us last night. Kind of a surprise, Big J. We knew it was coming at some point this week, but it came a little bit earlier than we expected. And they dropped a video as well. And fans are a little bit freaking out because freaking out announced the name of the album, too, which is called what, Big J? It's called The End So Far. So far. Oh, see, that part wasn't in the meeting that we had. Yeah, I don't remember him yeah. saying so far. No, he did. They definitely did. Yeah. Uh, it's due out on September 30th. Uh, that's what is coming, and everybody is freaking out because Clown said in a statement, new music, new art, new beginnings, get ready for the end. And that's all they're really talking about. Uh, but we do know there's new Slipknot coming. Of course, you've heard now two songs off it. The Chapel Town Rag that came out last year will also find its way onto the new disc, as will that song you just heard, and we'll have a new one coming your way here in about a couple of weeks, too. You'll hear some more Slipknot. Uh, but... They're trying to figure out what the end so far means, Big J, and what do you think it means? Yeah, we can give some insight here. Uh, it, it's the end of their uh, their record contract with Roadrunner Records. So uh, they made a deal for nine records when they first uh, started, and this is the very last one of that. And, you know, by all accounts, you can see how big Slipknot has become as a brand. Uh, they pretty much do everything on their own, and they don't really need anybody else's help. So uh, this will be the last record from them. Uh, for that record company, I don't think this will be the last uh, thing that Slipknot does by any means. No, but what it may mean for Slipknot is whatever comes next probably will have a little bit of space between it i guess is my point not that we're not used to it already but you know uh cory has got a bunch of other things that they're working on clown is as well and you know jim root's got some side projects he's working on and so they think that basically slipknot will take things like the nine inch nails metallica route which is go solo figure it out yourself work on your own timeline and come what may and so that is could be what's headed our way, but nobody knows until we know. But just know that at least the good news is some new Slipknot coming our way in a couple of months. A whole new album is going to drop, which is pretty awesome. Uh, and of course, if you are a Slipknot fan, you might want to check out the new video, which features some new masks and some fun and some weirdness. And it's it's definitely a Slipknot video for sure. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like, God, man, I mean, it was still such a great show when they were here just a few weeks ago, it seems like. Did so. Corey wear the new mask when they played, or no, was it the it old was, one? it was the one he's been wearing. Okay, so yeah, the, obviously the new masks with the new albums, every time it works out that way, that's how it goes. So Slipknot also has a laundry list of dates that they're working on. Uh, the the Knotfest Roadshow continues throughout the year, and then they're headed overseas as well, so it's not like they're not going to be busy. Just know that yeah, I don't think it means that Slipknot is done. It's just they're done with this particular phase in their bandom and the rest they might work out on their own schedule but anytime we get new slipknot it's a good time important stuff on the morning after with nick and big j it's big j's favorite time of year it's real spicy outside it's uh, hitting the 90s been in the hundreds around the treasure valley it's been a very warm couple of weeks and that trend will continue but 
we're not the only place seeing those warm temperatures. In fact, uh, it's crazier than ever over in Britain, Big J. And if you're thinking about moving there, maybe even visiting there during the summer months, you should probably think twice, at least for your comfort's sake. Because, listen, uh, the UK doesn't usually see very hot temperatures, but yesterday was... You know, they're in a heat wave, too, but it was crazy because it broke the record of hottest temperature ever in Britain, ever, in the history of time. Uh, They got up to 104.5 degrees with a ton of humidity there. Oh, God. And that broke the record that they've ever seen by three degrees. 101.7 was the highest it uh, it ever was in England, and that happened back in 2019. So this is the highest temperature on record. And the thing is, even in the summer in the UK, while they do have a ton of humidity and fog and things like that, uh, they usually only get up to like the mid to to top off at the the high 80s. And so a lot of buildings, a lot of homes, a lot of businesses, public buildings, there's no AC there, man. It's just not something that they do on a regular basis because it's often not needed. And so things are bad there. People are passing out heat exhaustion. There are some, you know, fatalities, unfortunately, because they're just not used to this particular type of heat. And if you don't have air conditioning and you're sitting in your small, stuffy British apartment and it's 104 degrees, no, it's it, bad news. It's called a flat. <laughs> I'm, you're right. My apologies. If you're taking the lift to your flat and you just got out of the loo and it's really hot there, <laughs> it's bad news. There you go. So just keep that in mind. I mean, as bad as it can get, Odds are you got some AC that you can retreat to and then when things get really, really tough. Not that way every other place. And even like, you know, what you think is a fairly developed country in England. It's just AC is not a convenience that everybody has. So it's hot everywhere. Nice little honor for Jackie Robinson before the start of the All-Star Game last night, 75 years after he broke baseball's color barrier. As the first black Major League Baseball player, the Dodgers were hosting the game, and it was the Dodgers then in Brooklyn where Robinson made his Major League debut. Denzel Washington was on hand. He was part of the tribute. Of course, they also uh, paid tribute to Jackie Robinson's wife, Rachel Robinson. It was her 100th birthday yesterday. Mookie Betts and some other All-Stars were shouting out, Happy Birthday, Rachel. Uh, Rachel was not at the game, but it was still, she's still uh, on this mortal coil, and it was probably nice to get some recognition and nice to do the right thing and honor Jackie Robinson before the All-Star game where the American League eventually won 3-2 last night. Big J, we have my favorite story of the last 24 hours, and it sounds like a damn Mad Lib story. Oh. But uh, you may not be familiar with Maria Margulis. Uh, she is a character actor. You could see her face maybe if she popped up at IMDb, and you may not recognize her from a whole lot of stuff, but she's been in a ton of movies, most famously the Harry Potter franchise. She also was in a, a couple other movies, but she was on a podcast called I've Got News For You. It's like a background of some famous stories behind the scenes of some lesser-known Hollywood movies, and she was talking about a 1999 film that she was in that you may be familiar with. It's called End of Days. Does it sound familiar, Big J? Yeah, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger is yep. in it. It's about basically... <laughs> Listen, I thought the movie was better than a lot of people giving me credit I liked for. it. I liked I, it. I enjoyed it, too. Rachel Tunney's in it, and it's about Satan and, you know, coming back to Earth and all sorts of bad news happening. And it's a horror movie, for lack of a better term. And she was in it where she played Satan's sister. And she says that she still has a real problem with Arnold Schwarzenegger because something that he did on the set of that movie. Apparently, it was a scene they were filming where uh, she's Satan's sister and Arnold was getting ready to kill her as part of the movie. And so, uh, basically, he had her kind of pinned down to the ground and they were filming it. And she says that in between takes, Arnold Schwarzenegger farted in her face 
and then laughed at her. And she didn't think it was funny. She didn't think it was a joke. And she's still mad at him for farting in people's faces. She says, of course, she farts. Everybody does. But he deliberately, right in her face, farted in her face. So she's got a real problem with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I want to know. I want to hear which Arnold laugh, (laughs) you know, that came along with it. Yeah. Now, this is <laughs> the only reason I'm laughing is because it did not happen to me. I can understand you being fairly upset at somebody for this being a thing, and especially if it seemed like he was doing it on purpose. Like, I mean, you may think that's funny, but if you're on the receiving end of that, I don't care who you are, that's not hilarious to you. You understand? I mean, I don't know if you've ever had. I mean, it's pretty funny. <laughs> if you were pinned to the ground and somebody farted on your face, yeah, you think you'd I mean, laugh? I, you know. Better watch out, I'll get you back. I feel like... It, diarrhea in your face. It's uh, Yeah, you just got pink eye. Thanks for being in the movie. Uh, I feel like it, it is a fairly big lack of respect. I could understand why she would not be a huge fan of it. Uh, that does not mean when I read the story, I'm not laughing. I probably shouldn't be. But again, I'm, I'm 13 years old inside of a 44-year-old's body, so that's, that's part of the problem. But... Uh, farts will forever be funny to me, but uh, I'm also. This is also somebody that I, I used to get woken up by my brother with him farting in my face. This is something that yeah. has happened to me. It's not fun when it does happen to you. you. I understand the anger that is attached to it, but just the scenario of Arnold Schwarzenegger, who at that point is in his fifties, and pro- I mean, you know, just got back. In, was this back in the no, movies? No, before, before the before. California governorship. But still, he's doing this stuff in a fairly big movie star. And farting in people's faces seems eh, crazy to me. But it is a story, and apparently it happened. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Nick and Big J. Let's get you a Morning After prize package in your hands. Tickets to go see Pop Evil. That's happening on August 6th at the Dating Factory. Saturday night, folks. It'll be a great show. Uh, we also have tickets to our Battle of the Bands, July 29th at the Rev Center. Uh, I've got some great bands there that are going to be uh, vying for a chance to open for X-Fest 22. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller chrysler dodge jeep so we'll get you set up with those you go and vote very important for you to do that you just need to beat nick and pop culture smackdown to win this stuff which has been pretty easy over the last couple of days but if you think you got what it takes 208-287-1003 is the phone number big j will ask you the questions let's see if you got the goods to the phones we go hello the x what's up good morning man you're up first good luck to you Evanescence's Bring Me to Life appeared on the soundtrack to which Ben Affleck movie? Was it Daredevil, Goodwill Hunting, or Argo? Uh, go Daredevil? Daredevil right. is correct. Well done. Uh, Nick, this Miss America winner had to give up her sash when nude pictures of her were published in Penthouse Magazine. Uh, Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams is correct. Good, you got one right. Yeah. Yay. Uh, what is the name of the mutant rat who serves as the mentor for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Splinter. Splinter right. is 100% correct. Good job. Uh, Nick, the hit TV show, NCIS, was a spinoff <laughs> of what earlier series on CBS? Uh, would it be CSI? CSI is not correct. No? I think more Wrong. military. It was on for about six years. Oh, what uh, What the hell was the name of that? Hang on, I'm going to get there. Uh, it starts with a J, right? Yeah. <sighs> Son of a biscuit. Um, and it's an acronym for yeah. the ju- judicial services of the military. Um, I don't know. JAG. 
Jag. Right. Jag. Never watched that either. Congratulations, yeah, me man. Either. You got yourself uh, tickets to go check out Pop Evil coming up on August the 6th. Then you're going to the X-Fest Battle of the Bands, where your vote will be counted as to which local bands open it up. X-Fest, please hold on tight. We'll get some information from you. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your headlines are next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Everything you know is wrong. Here's the facts. It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned superstore. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know the one you hear about all the time on the X. Check it out for yourself. It's at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. We got a fight and cheap and back on top, baby. Back on top, baby. That's our buddy, our friend, David Rush. You know him, the Idaho guy that's always in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. Well, he enlisted the help of his colleagues at a work conference to recapture the Guinness World Record for longest throw and catch of a hot dog into a bun, man. Ain't nobody going to take that crown from him very long. Yeah, I'm kidding. Now, he has broken about 250 Guinness World Records to help promote STEM education. He originally held the record back in 2019, but that's when Jake Smith threw a hot dog 105 feet to where Rush caught it in a bun. Now, the record was broken twice in the meantime. The most recent title sitting was at 156 feet 2 inches. And Rush said that multiple attempts over the course of multiple days ended with Russell Phillips throwing a hot dog 167 feet, 5 inches, and that's when Rush caught it in the bun. I don't uh, even know. And that's I mean, pretty impressive. What do you mean? How does this happen? How does it work? Well, somebody chucks a hot dog and the person has to catch it in the bun. Yeah, but I'm just, like, is it a special hot dog? I mean, what keeps it from snapping in half? Uh, it's a I, lot of torque. Yeah, I'm guessing you don't cook it. That probably helps, you know. And maybe if the hot dogs are cold, that keeps it a little bit more together. But yeah, I mean, you got to chuck it a pretty long way. Yeah, I mean, so frozen hot dog. There you go. Yeah, but maybe that's harder to catch in a bun. I don't know. There has to be some sort of consistency to it, probably. Doesn't seem easy, I guess, is my point, which is what yeah. makes these things so interesting. And David Rush is once again the record holder. So don't step him and don't break his record or he will come for you again. <laughs> we got a fight or and cheap. And cheap. You've heard of Zillow. Yes, Big J? Yeah. They're always there. There's a bunch of real estate listings. There's, hell, a bunch of different web pages dedicated to crazy listings on Zillow. And there was one from Mount Morris, Pennsylvania, which is probably a little more honest than the age it meant for it to be. The house boasts four bedrooms, three baths, according to one of the photographs included in the the listing. There's also a pool in the basement, but it, it's not the kind of pool you think. It's it's flooded. The basement is flooded. The water definitely appears to be about knee deep or so, and the owners are selling it as is. So if you purchase this house, you're gonna have to deal with a real. Wait, how flooded- would that even pass inspection? I don't know. Well, I mean, you can buy a house as is no matter what. It it, it pass it, the amount of money you spend on it is another angle altogether. Now. The house is currently unoccupied. They're asking about 99000 for it. So it's cheap for a four-bedroom, three-bath, but there's a lot of work that needs Comes to be done. Comes from the pool. Yeah. In the basement, standing water, which means lots of good things in it, I'm sure. Uh, don't know anything else about the house, but there is a lot of water in the basement. I've seen the pictures. It does not seem like it would be a smart investment. Wrap it up with We Got a Fight. We got a good old-fashioned sign war between a Missouri McDonald's and a Missouri Dairy Queen, and it's gaining attention online because the businesses are getting into the mix. McDonald's started the feud when they put on their board, Hey, DQ, want to have a sign war? And then Dairy Queen responded with, We would, but we're too busy making ice cream. And that was kind of a jab at the fact that they always point out that the ice cream machine's broken. 
at the McDonald's across the street. And then a local bank put up a sign that said, ice cream machine broken, we have a loan for that. Get it? So everybody's getting in the mix and everybody's trying to make their signs go viral. They're having a little bit of fun. What's wrong with that, Big J? Yeah, nothing. In fact, uh, that's kind of a similar thing, though it's not a fight, has taken place in Meridian with some signs. What's that? So when I was doing my live broadcast last week out at the Meridian's uh, Clarity Credit Union branch, uh, somebody had ran into their sign. Right? Oh, God. Uh, an automobile accident. Well, the next week, this, the a business across the street, which I think is like a, a garage of some sort, their sign also got hit by somebody uh, in a vehicle. Jesus. And so the flying pie that's right there put yes. up a sign and it said, please don't hit our sign. <laughs> Flying Pie has got some good signs. They they yeah. don't mess around. Even the one location out here always has got a, either a dig at another pizza place or having a little bit of fun with their signs. So that makes sense to me. Also, everybody, be careful driving down Meridian Road, huh? Yeah, it's a one way, though. So that, you know. I mean, still, if they're all running into signs, it seems yeah. like a bad idea. Hopefully the sign destruction is done. Take it easy. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the stuff. <laughs> The daylight. That is Shine Down, their latest daylight here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. If nothing else on this show, we try from time to time to expand your vocabulary, and it sounds like we're doing it again. Yes? Yeah, frogging, Nick. I have never heard of frogging. It already scares me. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, like, damn, I can't believe that this is a thing and it's got a term. And frogging is a generic term used to describe someone who is secretly living in someone else's home without them knowing. <laughs> Isn't that squatting? Well, they they change it for frogging because these people go from place to place. But uh, uh, but here's the thing: squatting usually occurs when you aren't living in the house. And some, but this is when you are living oh, in your house. Okay. And somebody else's. Uh, We've had we're there. going to hell stories about yeah. this. Now we have a term associated with it. And it seems to be ha- it's, it's happening enough that the Lifetime Channel has a show called <laughs> Frogging. Hider in my house. What? Yeah, it start, started a couple days ago. I mean, I almost want to watch one of these episodes just to see. But uh, this quote, stranger than fiction, true crime thriller, explore, explores the phenomenon of frogging people secretly living inside someone else's home. And apparently a lot of people who are in this situation think that their house is haunted at first. Uh-huh. Uh, because uh, they the, hear noises, yeah, they hear noises yeah. and stuff. In fact, what it is, is people hiding in their oh house. Oh my god! Whether it be their attics, their basements, uh, it's just crazy, man. So this, this, I mean, first of all, I think it's brilliant because if they have enough people that you can go on, it sounds like it's a documentary thing, like people telling their stories, kind of a thing, right? It's not like a reality series where there's a camera crew yeah. falling around a frogger, right? Yeah. Are they called froggers? No, I don't know. <laughs> it should be though. <laughs> Coming out with the video game. Of so. Life. Channel. But I, I, it kind of gives off like the you remember that show like I didn't know I was pregnant vibe you know yeah. like you were like how do you not know like you think you're like constipated and you end up having a baby and oh, you don't understand how that happens but it is one of those deals where this at least to me seems a little bit more feasible. Here's the crazy thing so the director of this uh, show Jessica Everleth uh, she says that uh, when she started re- started doing research on the show she immediately found 200 cases right away of this happening so uh it's uh, apparently uh, available on hulu so you can stream it through hulu i think i might watch this show as long as it didn't have too much of like a goofy lifetime vibe to it but like 
Kid, is this one of those times, like, I, I live alone, I have my own house, and there are times where I hear noises, and I'm like, boy, I wonder if that's... Yeah. But then I'm like, okay, I've got cameras everywhere. At some point, if somebody's coming out of whatever crawl space I have, I'll catch them coming or going, because they have to eat, they have to do stuff. I mean, it can't. They, I imagine they can't just live there. They have to be able to come and go, right? Yeah, I don't know. We'll probably find out all you, uh, you can find out in Frogging, Hider in Our House. By the way, Frogging is spelled P-H... R-O-G-G-I-N-G. Now, why is that? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me either. I don't know. But there's so many questions we now have. Like, when you define the term as frogging, it makes sense. Like, yeah, they're jumping around from house to house, but why spell Listen, it differently? I don't know. I but don't But thank know. you for the spelling update. Because otherwise, I would probably be searching for it on Hulu tonight going, what the hell is Big J talking about? Yeah, is Big that... J's dumb again. So... <laughs> Logging is spelt with a PH. Yeah. So uh, that certainly is pretty dumb itself. So we'll see if it's any good. I'll give it a shot. Uh, but no, thank you for introducing me to this world. It could very well be my and new everybody. obsession. everybody. I yeah. mean, it's a phenomenon now. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we got your bad impressions. They're next on the X Rocks. Pressed. Morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Treasure Valley Subaru is more than just Subaru. They're the Idaho Center pre owned superstore and they are sponsoring bad impressions. And we will get you hooked up with some tickets to the X's Battle of the Bands for X Fest 2022. Who will open? Will it be Life Upon Liars? We Were Giants? Roses Are Dead? Basement or Artificial Aliens? It's all up to you. And we need your vote, which is why Bad Impressions is easier than ever. All right, two. I'll just give you the name. Two eight seven one zero zero three. Just kidding, I won't do that. If you'd like to play, Big J will give you up to three clues that could come in handy if you're looking for tickets to the show next Friday. Let's get on the phone. Hello, the X. Morning, morning, man. What's your name? Dave. All right, Dave, you're up first. Good luck. I know what it's like being in a bad place. I mean, I destroyed at least two hotel rooms on a coke bender. Could be anybody. Yeah, what's the best one? Could be Nick. I will be playing Sherlock Holmes again. The third movie is in pre-production now. Oh, it's got to be Robert Downey Jr. It is Jr. Yeah, good job, Dave. Hang on one second. We'll make sure you're all good to go for the Battle of the Bands next week. Uh, What was clue three? I love you all 3,000. Oh, I'm Iron Man. Er, I was. And why is Robert Downey Jr. in the news? Listen, Robert Downey Jr., he knows what it's like to be at the end of the road. Uh, I mean, he that was true. I mean, he went to jail for a brief period of time. His r- time in Hollywood was almost over, but he managed to drag himself out of addiction, a lot of stuff. And look, now he's a multimillionaire. Yeah, he was a punchline yeah. for a long time. Yeah, exactly. And now he's trying to help somebody else who's gone through some times talking about army hammer so army hammer super creepy was a huge star and then just went bananas now the truth be told like it's a very interesting story we talked about this i think last year at some point or when this all broke but he's got a family history of real creeps yeah and so he's had some struggles now robert downey jr has been helping army hammer out he paid for his entire rehab which was six months he spent in a rehab facility in florida and then he moved the family uh which is a strange wife elizabeth chambers they're back together i guess and they were living in the cayman islands and army hammer was selling time shares there 
This yeah. just recently broke it's, news. It's a really weird story as well. It is a really weird story. And so now uh, he is no longer doing that, and he is staying at Robert Downey Jr.'s house, house with his family. So I think he's trying to get him back into the fold. Everybody deserves a second chance. Yeah. I, I've got no yeah, issue. He didn't kill anybody or, so far as we know, do anything illegal. Right. Well, it just seemed creepy. like he wanted to, which is what made it really weird, yeah. I guess. So that's what made that whole story. Well, number one, sex was involved, so that always makes it more yeah. interesting than any other story out there. But number two, it was the really weird stuff he wanted to do that made it like out there. But listen, if he had a substance abuse problem that factored into that, all these things could be you know, part of the story, part of the journey, part of the things he wants to fix. So listen... Whatever it takes, I'm fine with with him, you know, trying to come back, and hopefully he gets a chance to do so. But he's got a lot of work to do in order to rebuild that image of his, even more so than Robert Downey Jr. I think, just because it's a different time, man. I mean, if Robert Downey yeah. Jr. went through all that stuff and those breakdowns and those issues when Twitter was a thing, I don't think he could be Iron Man at this point. So it, it'll be interesting to see how this this shakes out. But it's also nice to see him helping somebody that appears to need some and wants some. Yeah, absolutely. So good for everybody involved, and hopefully it all works out. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show that's happening next on the X-Rocks. That's the latest from Corn. Worst is on its way. And that's going to wrap up the Morning After with Nick and Big J here on this Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We found out that British people don't like to brush their teeth, which is pretty gross. We also found out that Big J enjoyed a film that was called Most Dangerous Game, available for you to check out for free on Amazon Prime, that actually we found out later wasn't really a movie, right? Uh, yeah, it was uh, part of uh, Quibi. So it was, uh, it was a TV show intended to have 10, 10 minute segments. Really dumb idea that uh, proved to be really dumb. Yes, but they still needed to try to make their money back somehow. So making it into a movie, probably smart. And you said it was pretty good, right? Yeah. So it was approved. If you want to check it out, it's available for you to check out on Prime. We learned about frogging today with a PH. <laughs> Had no idea that was a thing. And mosquitoes can be used to help convict you of crimes. We learned that as well today. So a busy show. That leaves you with the floor, sir. Hey, it's National Hot Dog Day. Why isn't that July 4th? That doesn't uh, make any sense. You're right, it is. It doesn't. But hey, hey well, how do you like your hot dog? Uh, a particular way? Well, listen, I am a weird dude. If I'm having just a regular old hot dog, give me ketchup. That's all I need. And I know that that's considered a blasphemy oh, in some geez. places. But if I'm making a hot dog and I have everything, give me a chili dog. I love chili dog with cheese yeah. and onions, and then I don't need ketchup or mustard or any of that stuff. Me too, man. Delicious. I, well, I still like a little bit of mustard on my chili cheese dog, but uh, Coney dog for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, enjoy that. We'll see you uh, in a little bit, Sonic. It's Not funny. good for me, but I'll be there. <laughs> Is that how you'll celebrate? Uh, pick me up a cherry limeade. There's your show, ladies and gentlemen. A reminder that the next set of X-Rock brought to you by Snake River Stampede. It's going on now through the 23rd. 107 years of this bad boy, and it's still going strong. You could have checked it out last night. You can certainly check it out tonight. They got the viewing party happening in the amphitheater and then all the action inside. You can get tickets and more information at snakeriverstampede.com. That's it for us. Jason Drew's up next. We'll see you guys tomorrow. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.